All right, so our next topic that we were going to discuss is nutrition. So nutrition is nutrients. Substances obtained from food and used by the body to promote growth, maintenance, or repair. The six classes of nutrients include carbohydrates, protein, lipids, vitamins, minerals, and water. Carbohydrates, that's going to be the first one that we talk about. <clears throat> Carbohydrates, organic compounds made up of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen, provide energy most abundant during metabolism. They yield four kilograms per gram. Remember that number, four kil oh, sorry, four kilocalories per gram. Include monosaccharides, disaccharides, and complex polysaccharides. So we're first going to start, we're going to talk about the monosaccharides. These are the single sugars. So we have glucose, which is blood sugar dextrose, provides major source of energy. And we have four points on glucose. So number one, main fuel for the brain and needed for your RBCs. Number two is body uses this form best. Number three, major carbohydrate found in the bloodstream. Number four, sources include many foods such as grapes, oranges, corn, and carrots. Now, also under monosaccharides, we have fructose. Um, think about levulose and fruit sugar. This is the sweetest of all sugars. Sources include fruits, honey, and corn syrup. You also have galactose. This is a component of milk sugar. So we have two points here. Number one for galactose is body converts glucose to galactose in mammal mammillary tissue during lactation. Makes, makes the lactose in breast milk. And number two, sources include milk and dairy products. Now we just, that completes monosaccharides. So we're going to move on into the disaccharides. So disaccharides, knowing or hearing the dye is double sugar. So two monosaccharides make up a disaccharide. You have sucrose, which is table sugar, is a disaccharide. It furnishes one third of total of the COH intake in the average Western diet. Um, we have two points here. Number one, make up of glucose and fructose, or it's made up of glucose and fructose. Number two, sources include sugar beets, sugar cane, or maple syrup, fruits, and vegetables. Um, also a disaccharide is lactose, which is milk sugar. It is made up of glucose and galactose. The sources include milk products. And another disaccharide is our maltose. So maltose is plant sugar. Beer, think beer and malt liquor. It's made up of two glucose molecules and it forms as a starch in grains. Now we are going to move on to polysaccharides. This is complex. So we have starches and glycogen and dextrins and fibers. So sorry, there are four polysaccharides. So let me say those again. We've got starch, glycogen, dextrins, and fibers. So I'm gonna go back up to each one and we will talk about bullet points for each polysaccharide. So number one, or the first one is starch, plant storage form of glucose. So think amylase and amylopectin. Nutritionally most important carbohydrate. It's digestible, breaks down at a slow rate. It stores energy. Sources include rice, potatoes, pasta, and legumes. 
And another polysaccharide is glycogen. Provides 12 to 24 hours of stored energy. This is animal equivalent of starch. Provides a food storage system in animals, humans, glycogenesis. In the liver, it regulates blood sugar for the brain. In the muscle, it serves as an energy source for muscle contraction. And finally, the last point is it's not significant as a food source. Now, another polysaccharide is the dextrans. It is an energy source for caries producing bacteria, such as Streptococcus mutans. Streptococcus mutans comes up again. So remember this, guys, very important. And number, the last one, number four polysaccharide is fibers. Should consume 20 to 35 grams a day. Dietary cellulose and hemicellulose. It's a good source of fiber found in bran, fruits, legumes, and all vegetables. It is not digestible and soluble in water. So we have functional, added to foods and dissolves in water, soluble to form a gel. Um, for example, pectin sources include legumes, apples, and cabbage. Um, also total fiber, some of dietary and functional fibers. Now we're going to move on to physiology. So here, physiology, we have digestion we're going to talk about. That'll be the first thing. So digestion. Digestive enzymes come from the pancreas and cells of intestinal walls. Polysaccharides, starch, the initial digestion begins in the mouth with enzyme salivary amylase. Breaks down into maltose. Continues in small intestines with release of enzyme pancreatic amylase. Disaccharides. Digestion occurs in the walls of the small intestine. We have the sucrose, lactose, and maltose, which are the disaccharides. So sucrose, the enzyme sucrase, breaks down sucrose into glucose and fructose. Lactose, enzyme lactase, breaks down lactose into glucose and galactose. Maltose, enzyme maltase, do you see the uh, pattern here? Any of the enzymes end in ACE. If you haven't figured that out, make sure to remember that. So maltose, the enzyme is maltase, breaks down maltose into two molecules of glucose. Monosaccharides enter the, the capillaries and glucose goes directly into the blood to be used as energy. We will be moving on to the functions, so hang tight. Download all that information. Functions. Functions provide energy, four kilocalories per gram, needed for the brain and RBCs. Spare proteins. Protein can supply energy. However, its main function is to build tissue and replace cells. So think of growth. Aid in the oxidation, burning of fats to prevent ketosis. Furnish fiber for normal peristalsis. Dietary requirement and nutrient sources. So 130 grams per day, and this is easy to obtain. Now moving on to alternative sweeteners. This is very important. You will probably encounter this in the dental office as people are trying to change their diets and become healthier. They will have questions about sweeteners and different alternative sweeteners that they can use as we are learning how terrible the table sugar is, um, as well as other alternative sugars. So let's go through what the boards have to say on this topic. So alternative sweeteners, sugar alcohols, 
It is the nutritive sweeteners, carbohydrate, sugar-like compounds that provide calories, do not promote tooth decay because they metabolize at a slower rate, not readily absorbed by small intestine. Therefore, they can cause diarrhea. So examples here of the sugar alcohols are sorbitol, mannitol, and xylitol. I personally really like xylitol. We'll go through that a little bit later, a little more in detail. So number one is sorbitol. It's made from glucose. Mannitol is made from mannose and galactose. Xylitol is derived from cellulose products such as wood straw and pulp cane. A also, xylitol here is a five-carbon sugar alcohol. Sucrose is a six-carbon sugar absorbed slowly and completely from the small intestines. Little or no insulin is metabolized during the absorption process. Antimicrobial, the S mutans, are attracted to xylitol over sugars. However, the bacteria cannot metabolize xylitol and therefore die. So this is why I like xylitol so much is it does act as an antimicrobial. Um, so if you're going to have some sugar, this would probably be the best option. Moving on to artificial sweeteners. So the non-nutritive sweeteners, non-carbohydrate and non-caloric, the following are approved by FDA as additives. So we have saccharin, aspartame, and the asulfame K. Also two more, sucralose and neotame. So we're gonna quickly describe these here. So let's see, saccharin, we'll start off with saccharin. Active ingredient is sweet and low, used in soft drinks and table sweeteners, 300 times sweeter than sucrose. Aspartame, active ingredient in NutraSweet, an equal, composed of amino acids, phenylalanine, and aspartic acid and methanol. Not stable in heat, therefore not suitable for cooking, used in beverages and chewing gum. Adverse effects, headaches, dizziness, and seizures. Provide calories, but little is needed for sweetening. Must carry PKU warning, 200 times sweeter than sucrose. Now moving on to the, the asulfame K, active ingredient is in Sunnet and Sweet One. Stable in heat, used in chewing gums, non-dairy creamers, and gelatin puddings, 200 times sweeter than sucrose. Now moving on to sucralose, active ingredient in Splenda. It is stable in heat, 600 times sweeter than sucrose. Wow. So far, that's the sweetest one that we've come across. And now we're moving on to Neotame, approved in 2002 by the FDA, often blended with other sweeteners. No amino acids are absorbed, therefore does not need to carry a PKU warning. It is stable in heat, and it is 8,000 times sweeter than sucrose. Therefore, little is needed. I really don't think this is necessary for us to have this many sweeteners. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to move on to nutritional management of deficiency and disease. So we'll start off and talk about diabetes mellitus. Now we are going to discuss nutritional management of deficiency and disease. So first we're gonna talk about diabetes mellitus, the metabolic disorder characterized by high blood glucose levels due to insufficient or ineffective insulin function. When glucose levels are elevated in the blood and cells, tissue damage will result. Normal or random glucose levels are between 70 and 125 milligrams per deciliter. 
We have two different types. You have type one, which is the insulin dependent or the IDDM. It involves my minority of diabetes mellitus cases, so 5% to 10%, occurs primarily in children and young adults, usually between 10 and 14. The islets of Langerhans and pancreas cannot synthesize insulin. Onset associated with a viral infection or hereditary, characterized by weight loss and increased appetite. That is all within type 1 diabetes. So now we're going to move on to type 2 diabetes, which is the non-insulin dependent. So the NIDDM. It is the most common type of diabetes. It is approximately 90%. Usually develops in people over 40 and is associated with obesity. Re results from insufficient insulin or improper use. It is characterized by weight gain with increased appetite. So you do have signs and symptoms with diabetes mellitus. So we're going to go over those first. We have hyperglycemia, acetone breath, ketoanemia, ketonuria, polydipsia, polyuria, and polyphagia. So now I'm going to go back up and we're going to describe each one of those signs and symptoms. So we're going to start again with hyperglycemia. This is the abnormally high blood glucose concentration. We also have the acetone breath. This is the fruity odor on the breath as a result of ketosis. Ketonemia is the ketones in the blood. Ketonuria is the ketones in the urine. Polydipsia is increased thirst, polyuria is the frequent urination, and polyphagia is increased appetite due to the need for energy. We also have chronic complications. So increase in periodontal disease, three times more likely to get periodontal disease than other infections. Xerostomia, therefore, can, therefore, an increase in decay as well. Blindness, poorer circulation, heart disease, which is the most frequent use of diabetes-related death, frequent cause of diabetes-related death, and loss of kidney function. So now we're going to move on to hypoglycemia. This is low blood glucose levels. Remember the brain is fueled almost entirely by glucose, less than 70 milligrams per deciliter. The symptoms for hypoglycemia include shakiness, dizziness, sweating, headaches, irritability, hunger, lightheadedness, and palpitations, not lowered heart rate. Remember that, palpitations, not lowered heart rate. Now we're gonna go on to diet counseling. So motivation, motivate patient by involving him or her in the decision making process, allowing him or her to choose what should be eliminated from the diet, allowing him or her to be accountable for changing their own behavior. You can also do a diet survey and evaluate frequency of intake. So most important is the frequency of intake. Worst times are between meals. The consistency of foods, so the physical form. The amount of sugar added to foods and then also the total intake. Remember, lactic acid attack begins within the first minute of exposure. Also, the exposures. How many exposures to fermentable carbohydrates are there in the following menu? So here we have breakfast, which is OJ, two slices of toast with butter, and a cup of coffee with one teaspoon of sugar. In the AM snack, you've got one chocolate donut and a Pepsi. Lunch, one peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. Dinner 
four candy bars. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but basically what this is explaining is how many exposures. So like how many times throughout the day are your teeth exposed to the sugar or the harmful ingredient? Um, the less amount of times that you can have the teeth be exposed to that toxic uh, toxin, then you have a better chance that the teeth can be healthier if you keep it at a, a low minimum exposure. Now moving on to proteins. So proteins, organic compounds made up of amino acids. This is the building blocks of proteins. Contain the elements carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen, and sometimes sulfur. Main function is to repair and build tissues. They yield 4 kilocalories per gram. Amino acids are held together by peptides. Essential amino acids the body cannot synthesize must obtain from the diet. And there are nine essential, essential amino acids. And you, you cannot, your body cannot synthesize. And then you also have the non-essential amino acids. So the body synthesizes as long as nitrogen is present, not required in the diet. And there are 11 non-essential. And now we're moving on to the complete protein. So high quality, complete proteins, foods that consist of all nine essential amino acids in sufficient amounts. Sources include animal foods, fish, meat, eggs, cheese, milk, and soybeans. Incomplete proteins are low quality, lack one or more essential amino acids, plant, so such as plant proteins. And you also have the complementary proteins need to combine two or more proteins to compensate for deficiencies in amino acid content. Use of whole grains is important here. Also, we have physiology, so the digestion begins in the stomach. The nutritional management of deficiency and disease, so we're going to get into that. We are moving on to nutritional management of deficiency and disease. So we have the phenoketonuria or the PKU. This is an inborn error of metabolism. The liver cannot metabolize essential amino acid phenylalanine into non-essential amino acid tyrosine. Must restrict phenylalanine in the diet. Must just enough to support normal growth. So you want to avoid aspartame such as the NutraSweet or Equal. Protein energy calorie malnutrition which is also the PCM. So here we have marasmus to waste away is what that means. It's a chronic condition, body's adaptation to starvation. So think skin and bones here with marasmus. Inadequate food intake, protein and calorie deficiency over a long period of time. Most common in children 6 to 18 months in, in impoverished nations. Impairs brain development and learning. Muscles waste and weaken. No edema, skin and bones. Poor growth, if any. And now the other protein energy malnutrition would be uh, Washtakor. And is the evil, it means the evil spirit that infects the first child when second child is born. It's an acute condition. Severe protein deficiency begins at approximately 18 months to two years of age. Lacks severe waste, lacks severe wasting of body fat. Edema in legs, abdomen, and face. 
child fails to grow and gain weight, delayed eruption, and hypoplasma of teeth. Now we're going to move on to lipids and fats. Moving on to lipids and fats include triglycerides, 95% of fats and oils, phospholipids, and sterols, or cholesterol. Organic compounds composed of carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. There are different types. We've got four different types of the lipids. So we're going to start off, I will go through all four and then we'll go back into detail. So the first one is saturated fatty acids. Number two is the monounsaturated fatty acids. Number three is polyunsaturated fatty acids. And number four is essential fatty acids. So moving back to the top here at, at the saturated at the saturated fatty acids. It is less than 10% of the total calories needed. Carry maximum number of hydrogen atoms. So the hydrogenate hydrogenation, remain solid at room temperature, increase serum cholesterol levels. Sources include beef, lard, and animal fats. Now moving on to monounsaturated fatty acids. Less than 10% of total calories needed contain a point of unsaturated linkage, the double bond with no hydrogen atom. Uh, vis viscous in form, maintain serum cholesterol levels. Sources include canola and olive oils. Now, number three, the polyunsaturated fatty acids, no more than 10% of total calories needed, contain two or more points of unsaturation or double bond, liquid in consistency, decrease serum cholesterol levels, and sources include vegetable oils. Now, number four is the essential fatty acids must be obtained from the diet, and it includes linoleic and lin linolenic. So let me say that again, linolic and linolenic. They are spelled different, um, so we'll go through the spelling as well. So the first one is linoleic or linolic, N-I-N-O-L-E-I-C. And think of omega-6s here. The sources include vegetable oils such as sunflower and safflower. Now the linolenic is L-I-N-O-L-E-N-I-C. And here, think of omega-3. Um, and what they've done to remember this, the linolenic has an N in it, which is the omega-3s. And with an N, when you write a capital N, it takes you three strokes to write a capital N or three sticks to write a capital N, which should remind you of the omega-3s in linolenic. Ick. Okay, so sources include fish such as mackerel, tuna, and salmon, and certain plant plant oils such as canola, olive, and peanut. So now let's talk about the functions here of the lipids. So provide concentrated source of energy, nine, which is a lot, nine kilocalories per gram. Provide insulation to maintain body temperature and protect the organs. Carry fat-soluble vitamins, which is our ADEK, A-D-E-K. Provides satiety or the fullness, provide flavor and texture to the foods. Now we're going on to vitamins. Vitamins, organic nutrients needed by the body in small quantities, do not contribute energy to the body, but are needed as facilitators of body processes. Fat-soluble vitamins include the ADEC, the A, D, E, and K. Water-soluble vitamins include the Bs and C.
So think CB is water soluble. Fat soluble vitamins, soluble in fats and fat solvents, not readily excreted and therefore can build up to toxic levels stored in the liver and fatty tissues. Now let's first go over vitamin A. So vitamin A, the functions, prevents night blindness, forms visual purple or the rhodopsin, maintains normal mucous membranes. The source sources include retinol, so performed vitamin preformed vitamin A found in animal foods such as liver, fish, fortified milk, uh, carotenoids, vitamin precursors, precursors found in orange, yellow, and dark green vegetables and fruits. Vitamin D functions as a hormone, assist in absorption of calcium and phosphorus, formation and mineralization of teeth and bones. Sources are sunlight, makes its own vitamin D through exposure of sunlight. 90% is taken from the sunlight. Fortified milk, human milk has no vitamin D. Fish liver oils. We also have nutritional deficiency and disease. So here, rickets in children, softening of bones due to failure to calcify normally. Symptoms include bowed legs, enlarged head, joints, rib cage, and deformed pelvis. You also have osteomalacia in adults. Calcium is taken from the bones to make up for inefficient absorption for in intestine. Symptoms include bowed legs, bent posture, and pain in the ribs, pelvis, and legs. Now we also have vitamin E, which is the tocopherol tool in the battle against cancer and heart attack. Function, preserves fats, an antioxidant. Sources include vegetable oils, corn and safflower oils, green leafy vegetables and whole grains. Toxicity interferes with blood coagulation, vitamin K. Now we need to know a little about a little bit about vitamin K. The functions are aids in the formation of blood clotting factor prothrombin and helps increase bone density. Sources include green leafy vegetables and synthesized by the intestine. Now there is a great um, fat soluble vitamin chart that I will make sure that to put in the notes. Um, but this is a great visual of being able to remember, um, our vitamins adduct, A, D, E, and K, and to know the functions, the deficiencies, the sources, and the properties. This is great. Um, I will, and everything so far we've already gone over, but let me go back over, uh, K, so vitamin K, the function is clots the blood. Deficiencies would be hemorrhaging. The sources are bacteria in the GI, liver, cabbage, and leafy green vegetables. And then there are no, there's nothing in the box for properties. So now we're going to go on to water-soluble vitamins. So they include all B vitamins and C. So again, think of water and CBs. Easily absorbed and excreted. Therefore, it is unlikely to reach toxic levels. Main functions include metabolism of carbohydrates, fats, proteins, and blood formation, or the hemopoiesis. Deficiency of these vitamins affects the mouth, chelosis, and glossitis. Glossitis. Um, now we've got the first B vitamin is the B1 or the thiamine function helps provide energy to the brain, heart, and CNS, the central nervous system. Nutritional deficiency and disease, the beri beri, um, B-E-R-I, B-E-R-I, which also think of I can't, I can't, damages the nervous and cardiovascular systems. 
Sources include pork, enriched whole grains, milk, legumes, nuts, and peas. Now for the B vitamin, this is the riboflavin. Function is the essential for growth and production of RBCs, prevents chelosis and glossitis and anemia. Sources include milk, green leafy vegetables, nuts, and legumes. Properties are sensitive to light. Milk should be stored in a cardboard opaque container. Now moving on to B3, which is niacin, the function needed in RNA and DNA synthesis. Nutritional defi deficiency and disease, pellagra, rough, painful skin. Four, dysmentia, diarrhea, Though these are the four D's. So dementia, diarrhea, and dermatitis, and death. So those are the four D's involved in niacin, or B3. Sources include meat, fish, enriched grains, and leafy green vegetables. Again, properties amino acid, tryptophan, can be converted to niacin. Now moving on to folate, which is also folicin and folic acid. The function assists in forming DNA and RNA and RBC formation. Nutritional deficiency and disease here are megaloblastic anemia, glossitis, diarrhea, birth defects, um, especially the spinal birth defect. Sources include liver, dark green, leafy vegetables, and OJ. Cobalamin or cobalamin is um, also B12. Function helps build tissues, maintain nerve cells, and essential for, for RBC development. Also needed for folate meta metabolism. The nutritional deficiency in disease is found in strict vegetarians. Pernicious anemia, weakness, sore tongue, and apathy. Sources include animal, organ meats, or fortified foods. Properties are intrinsic factor, protein made in stomach, needed for absorption of B12. And then also the extrinsic factor must be obtained through foods. Vitamin C, also as known as the absorbic acid, functions are promote synthesis of protein collagen, connective tissue, acts as an antioxidant, nutritional deficiency and disease. So you have scurvy, ruptured blood vessels, swollen and bleeding gingiva, delayed wound healing. Sources include strawberries, broccoli, cantaloupe, citrus fruits, potatoes, and tomatoes. Properties are no extensive storage. Smokers and women on contraception contraceptives have an increased need for vitamin C. Again, we've got a beautiful chart um, in the book that I will definitely put in the notes section and it goes through all the B's. So the best way to do this, the best way to study this is to create little note cards and just test yourself over and over again. The more you see it, the more times that you're practicing it, eventually your brain will soak it in. So, so do yourself a favor and just go over it as many times as you can at all any available time that you have. So now we're going to move on to minerals. So we've got inorganic nutrients used in the body for building and regulating functions. They yield no energy to the body, but assist in regulating the release of energy. Macro min minerals or major minerals present in amounts greater than five grams in the body. We've got for macro minerals, calcium, most abundant mineral in the body. All cells need calcium. The functions here forms and man maintains bones and teeth, coagulates blood. We also have nutritional deficiency and disease. Women are most likely to be at risk. So we also have here with the nutritional deficiency and disease, rickets, osteomalacia, 
These are adult, this, uh, that would be in adults, and then rickets in children. And then osteoporosis would be the elderly. Uh, we also have sources, so dairy products, broccoli, and soy sources. Calcium fortified fruit drinks, calcium supplements. Now we're moving on to sodium. This is excess is excreted in the urine. Properties contributes to high blood pressure, which can lead to heart disease. Stroke, hypertension is not caused by excess sodium, but it aggravates. Hypertension is not caused by excess sodium, but it aggravates it. Recommendations, reduce sodium intake and increase the use of spices when cooking. Now, that is it for the ma macro minerals. We're going to move on to the micro minerals. Required in the diet in amounts less or equal to 100 milligram a day. We have here for the micro minerals, four different ones, iron, copper, iodine, and zinc. So starting back up to the top with iron, we have the function, helps manufacture amino acids and hormones, nutritional deficiency and disease, anemia, oral lesions, patchy tongue, brittle bones, and fatigue. The sources are organ meat, so liver, dried beans, and nuts. It is not found in milk. You're not going to find iron in milk. Now we're going to move on to copper. So the function of copper is it's the formation of hemoglobin. Sources include shellfish, oysters, crab, liver, and legumes. Iodine, the function of iodine, it helps regulate the BMR, thyroid gland. Nutritional deficiency and disease, it would be a goiter. Now the very last micromineral is zinc. So think zinc tablet when you have a cold. So the function with zinc is think wound healing, aids in cell and immune system function. Properties are the highest concentration found in the bones. Deficiency are skin disorders. And sources include seafood, tofu, milk, eggs, and whole grain breads. All right, guys, we're going to move on into weight control. And that is our last section. We're almost there. Weight control. Weight control calories from food should equal energy needs of body. The energy needs of body. So we have the BMR. This is the basal metabolism rate. Measure of energy needed to maintain life at rest. So breathing, heart beating, circulation, muscle tone, and body temperature. And we also have degree of physical activity. So the voluntary component of energy, which varies from sedentary to strenuous activity. And lastly, the energy needs of the body is the SDA, the specific dynamic activity. This is energy required to digest and absorb food. Energy required to digest and absorb food. Specific dynamic activity, SDA. Now let's talk about a few eating disorders. We have two three eating disorders that we're going to discuss. So the first one is anorexia nervosa. This is self-starvation due to a distorted body image of being overweight. So the behavior profile is usually female, occurs after puberty, competitive obsessive behavior, increased risk with upper socioeconomic populations, usually a conflict within the family, overbearing parent, fear of gaining weight. Now, you also have the characteristics, so dramatic weight loss, 20 to 40% below desirable body weight, excessive exercise, aversion to food, and altered eating habits, so eats 300 to 600 kilo, kilocalories per day, 
um, amenorrhea, absence of menstrual cycle due to uh, hormonal changes, the lanugo, so fine, soft hair, decreased heart rate caused by slowing of the metabolism. And also here we're going to discuss the treatment. So the treatment is dietary, increase food intake to raise the metabolic rate back to normal, restore regular eating habits with proper food intake, Psychological, therapist determines underlying issues for eating disorder. Therapy involves entire family. If patient fails to gain weight and is in, in complete denial, hospitalization may be required. About half of those who survive recover within six years. Now we're going to talk about bulimia. So episodes of binge eating followed by purging. So from vomiting or laxative diuretic abuse to prevent weight gain. The profile behavior here is usually female, college-aged student, weight is or at slightly above normal, turns toward food for comfort, aware behavior is abnormal, low self-esteem, and impulsive. So the characteristics here are vomits at least two times per week, eats 1,500 or more calories in a binge, Calluses on knuckles due to digital purging or vomiting, often clinically depressed. The oral manifestations here for bulimia are dental erosion, um, so perimolysis found on the lingual surfaces of the maxillary teeth due to constant exposure to acid. Erosion, uh, restorative, rest restorations appears raised from, from adjacent teeth, thermal sensitivity, enlarged parotid glands, and then chelosis. And now the treatment here, we've got dietary treatment, established regular eating patterns, sodium fluoride rinses to aid with remineralization, sodium bicarbonate, baking soda rinses to help neutralize acids due, due to the vomiting, psychological team approach here. So um, easier to treat because bulimic person is aware of abnormal behavior. And now the last eating disorder would be pica, P-I-C-A. The characteristics of pica consumes non-nutritive substances, so soil, paper, coal, coal and paint chips, um, or has an abnormal appetite for some things that may be considered food, so raw potatoes, ice cubes, and flour. Causes are biochemical or iron deficiency. Treatment includes the psychosocial, environmental, and family guidance approaches. All right, you guys made it to the end of the nutrition section of your test. So pat yourself on the back and then give yourself a break and keep chugging along. We are getting through it.